Hello, everyone. This is Jeff. I have today with me my brother, Jeff, and my other brother, Tony. (laughs) This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today. Uh, If you're interested and you're bored, you could turn this into a drinking game possibility. I'm going to just throw out the word geopolitical as an opportunity for you. Um, I've heard that that word six times in the past week, and I used it once myself. I had to kick myself in the shin for it. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now, oh. and uh, we've got a, a great show to talk about some of those issues and how those can actually create opportunities for us. And we do have here in the studio, instead of our remote host, Mr. Tony Shore, we are live in the studio, uh, looking at each other over yes, all these are. microphones. Yeah, it's great to be here with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. But the reason I'm excited isn't because we're all in one studio today. I'm excited because we have a very special guest, don't we? We do. We do. Introduce our special guest. Yes, this is uh, we have with us here today, Jeff Quick, who's also an advisor with our firm here, Paladin Financial. And Jeff and I have known each other for, gosh, uh, over 10 years now. Wow. Time flies. And you're still willing to work with each other. That's yes, amazing. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I question both of our judgment. <laughs> um, so hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Tony. <laughs> so geopol- geopolitical, geopolitical. What are we going to talk about here today, Jeff? A lot of things taking place in the world right now. I'm thirsty, so geopolitical risk is one. <laughs> There's also inflation, right? We've seen the cost of goods increasing. We have increasing interest rates. Uh, we have energy. Uh, we just had today that the U.S. announced a ban on Russian imports of oil and gas. So a lot going on uh, in the overall financial environment today. A lot of fun stuff. Yes. Nope. Yeah. No, None of it so sounds much. good. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of not positive numbers uh, to see right now. But you know that's part of what we're going to talk about today is how do you look for the silver lining in all of those things that we're experiencing and. And uh, some of this might not go away for some time. It might be a, a short-lived experience. But, yeah, Jeff, what are, your, what are your some of your thoughts on what we are seeing right now? You mentioned some of those numbers, but uh, what, what do we do with all of that? Well, that is the million-dollar question <laughs> that uh, we're seeing on a daily basis. And there are certain things you can do to uh, not necessarily eliminate, but to dissuade some of the risks that we're going to encounter in the current financial environment. And we'll talk about a few of those today. I I think inflation is probably a good place to start, Jeff. Um, We have a lot going on there. As a lot of people are aware, the Fed typically targets uh, inflation at 2%. They see that as a healthy rate of inflation that their goal is to maintain. 
Uh, right now, that is not happening. Uh, I recently purchased a new car, so I can guarantee you that uh, car prices have increased. <laughs> I saw a statistic today that oh. said used cars are up 40.5%. Wow. Yeah. I saw wow. that same statistic. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That is. Wow. It is crazy. It's probably good if you own a used car lot and, car lot and uh, had a lot of inventory, <laughs> but for the majority of us, that's having a negative impact on us for sure. Yeah, my, my neighbor had two cars. Both weren't that old. It uh, didn't have a whole lot of miles on them, uh, but he sold them for more than he paid for them recently Yeah, and went down to one car, and so... He, he was paying car notes on both of them. He sold them, still made a profit. Hmm. Yeah, that's how crazy it is. It is, yeah. That's quite a bit. I work with someone who's a uh, manager at a car lot, and they've they've done really well the last couple of years with what we've seen with prices on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, gas, I mean, I just want to throw this out there. My question for you guys is, as financial uh, advisors and planners, I have a question. <laughs> Should I take out a third mortgage on my home to fill up my SUV? <laughs> Is that a wise move? <laughs> well, what kind of rate are you getting on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah, so inflation's up quite a bit. Yeah, car prices, everything is is up quite significantly and um yeah, that's that has an impact on people's if people live, are living on a fixed income and more of those that money is being chewed up by the daily to do's and all the things that we need to live on. That's not so good. so, um, yeah, what do we do about that? One opportunity is you have to be able to have the investment returns to be able to outpace inflation and what it's doing. And I think Jeff, you're going to talk about interest rates a little bit further and what that means on the investment side, but you have to have equity returns to be able to outpace that. But that's challenging to do when the market's down. So, Patience is definitely a piece of the formula here that has to come in and having a good plan in place ahead of time, ahead of time being something like this occurring and so that you can weather these storms as much as possible. It's not saying you're not going to have losses, but how do you make, make the best out of the cards that were dealt with? Absolutely. And as long as we're on the topic here, oil futures hit a, hit a high of $139 uh, per barrel. Wow. At one point, yes, they're down a little off of the off of that high, but uh, prices have increased dramatically. The average price of a gallon of gas right now in the United States is four dollars and seventeen cents. Wow. wow! Yeah, like I said, I need that third mortgage on my house just to fill up my tank. Yeah, absolutely. And you you mentioned in the beginning that uh, today the U.S. announced bans on Russian imports of oil and gas. The U.S. only imports about 8% of our oil and gas needs are imported from Russia. So shutting that off doesn't have as much direct impact on us. But what happens is the for Europe, who is, as we all know in the news, they're a lot more reliant upon Russia's uh, oil and gas and if that's cut off, prices rise not only for Europe, but will have an impact with us as well. Sure. But yeah, interest rates, Jeff, tell us a little bit more with interest rates uh, increasing. What's going on with, with those? Yes, absolutely. Interest rates um, are scheduled to increase next week. The Fed is scheduled to increase them by 25 basis points or one quarter percent with three additional rate hikes scheduled for 2022. 
So that's going to impact everybody in, in different ways. And I looked at a way to relate this, relate this to the average consumer. And just an example is on a $500,000 home purchase, if someone was to go and finance a $400,000 loan to pay for that uh, with interest rates increasing, if we take that from what was a 3% interest rate up to 4%, the impact on that is a $200 monthly increase in mortgage payments over the 30 year term of that loan, it's an additional $80,000 out of pocket for the borrower. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. That, that's a, that's a vehicle. <laughs> you know, yeah, right there. A couple vehicles, maybe yeah. three. Or one tank of gas at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty significant. And yeah. we've known that's going to be coming for some time. The, the bear with that too is r- rates being so low you don't earn as much on safer investments. And we'll talk about bonds and interest rates and the impact of that. But there are not everything out there right now is uh, bad news or a number of good things that we can point to in the economy. Uh, I was talking to one of the portfolio managers at Great Investments, portfolio manager that we utilize. And they made a number of different points. You look at the COVID and hospitalizations, cases are down, deaths are down. That's That's a good thing. Um, restrictions as a part of COVID are declining, which should help a variety of the uh, aspects of the market, you know, services and restaurants and so forth, uh, economic growth, employment, U.S. consumer uh, outlook on things. Things are generally relatively healthy there. And the U.S. has, as we talked about, little to no reliance on Russia's oil or gas. Doesn't mean we're you know, isolated from the impact of that. And if you look at the largest companies in the U.S., the majority of those have reported earnings that are higher than what was expected by the market. So those are all good things. Even for 2022, if, if you look at growth, it's projected 8 to 10% growth for companies. Uh, that's, that's still pretty good. But doesn't get us away with uh, all the uh, geopolitical things that oh, we're talking about oh, here today. Oh, there you go. Thank there you. you go. I was getting thirsty. It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that back into it. But it is interesting because I keep hearing that our economy is strong and there's signs of a strong economy here in the U.S. So that's a bit of good news. But at the same time, with interest rates increasing and inflation increasing, uh, I you just wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't live in a dome. We don't live in a bubble. So we are impacted by these things. Yeah. Because it's a global economy. It's very geopolitical right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So having a plan is important. Uh, Jeff, what are some thoughts on that and and having a plan to kind of weather some of these things? Well, you're you're 100 percent correct, Jeff. And when I talk about a written plan or we reference a, a plan, if it's not written, I don't consider that a plan. You need to have a written plan that covers you over the next, say, 10 to 15 years from a financial planning perspective, uh, what that will allow you to do is take these uh, volatility we're seeing in the market today and not have it impact you immediately. If you have things segmented out, I know, Jeff, you're a big fan of the bucket approach to investing. If you could maybe give the listeners an idea of, of what you mean or what we mean when we talk about a bucket approach uh, to their investments. 
Yeah, certainly. And, and uh, the time frames on this can vary based on a person's situation. But just to give a conceptual example of that is you have a short-term bucket. You look at your assets, whatever you have in investable assets. You don't need all that money tomorrow, so don't invest it as if you need it all tomorrow. We want that last to last throughout retirement and then some ideally. Um, so you have short-term needs and that might be, let's say over the next couple of years, zero to two years, you have medium term is three to seven years and longer term is greater than seven years. So we want to have a plan in place that enables us to have buckets of money, uh, different investments, different portfolios, different investment tools that we can tap into within those buckets that are going to behave differently in good times and bad. And what that enables us to do is have flexibility so that if we have years where the market is up significantly, we can take out of that longer term bucket that is generally going to have more aggressive things in it pull from that, take some of those winnings off the table, put them in your pocket and use that for monthly expenses or travel or repairs or whatever it might be. And if we're in a year like this where things are down, we have safer things in that shorter term bucket that we can pivot to and pull out. They might be down like bonds as we'll talk about. Bonds are down right now year to date, but they are not down like equities are down. So we want to be able to tap into things like that or other safer investments that, that are uh, a, a good time to pull out um, is not when the market's down 15%, your investment's down 15%. So that's generally how we approach that and we keep revising and refining and tuning that throughout the years. Yeah, we do a lot of income and retirement planning at Paladin and there are there's one thing we talk about frequently, Jeff, that's the sequence of returns. And so when we're entering an environment like this, and the other thing the bucket approach does is it enables us to choose where we're taking those withdrawals from during retirement. As you mentioned, if the market is up, probably take them from an area of growth in that given year. When the market is down, we need that area of safety so that we're not uh, taking withdrawals from a depreciating investment or depreciating asset because we don't necessarily have the time to go ahead and then recover from that uh, due to the sequence of returns risk. Yeah, great example. I just had a call. I just thought of this. I had a call from a client today and they're wanting to take $15,000 out of investments for unexpected medical expenses that have come up over the last several months. So we're in the process of looking at their buckets and the tools within each of those buckets to then send them the money that they need to pay off those medical expenses and do it in a way where they're ideally not locking in losses or minimizing that as much as possible. Yeah. In, in our role as financial advisors, Jeff, people often ask, what do you do? I look at my job as twofold or our jobs as twofold. One thing we're managing the investments. That is uh, oftentimes the easier of the two roles. The other thing I find myself doing often is managing a client's emotions as well to prevent them from making mistakes that could severely impact their retirement. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I met with another couple today. Um, first time they're coming in for a complimentary second opinion and they shared when we were going through what are your investments and where are those held at and they had just moved a significant money out of the market over the last month 
move that into cash. And again, this is going to vary on the person's situation, their risk tolerance, uh, their total assets, how much they're relying on those assets or not. But they've done what we were just talking about where they pulled money out of the market. They locked in losses. Now they might avoid some losses that are, are coming down the tracks at us. We don't know what the market's going to do. No one's going to uh, predict that with a hundred percent accuracy, but conceptually that's what we don't want to do is, Oh my gosh, the market went down. Let me sell and move out because you have to time when to get out and when to get back in. And I can tell you from experience, the odds of doing that successfully, um, are pretty low. And as we'll, we'll talk about here, I think Jeff, Jeff actually, Hey, Tony, Jeff brought a visual for today's show. <laughs> I didn't even coach him into this. And, uh, uh, he, he brought a visual he was going to yeah. reference here. I was very, yeah. very proud of that fact. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Jeff likes to, uh, <laughs> Jeff Foley has brought in visuals and graphs and I have to constantly remind him, uh, this is a radio show and podcast. We don't, the listeners can't see it. What I hear you saying, Tony, he has, he has a face for radio. <laughs> he has the perfect face and, for and radio. And he has the visuals for television. That's quite the combination. <laughs> All here on our audio only podcast. Jeff, I have a question for you. When you encounter a client like you did that is sitting on cash and they're looking to get into the market, What's the best way today to start investing if you are sitting on some dry powder to use uh, an investment term I hear often? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's all depending on a person's situation. One approach to that is you look at the market year to date and things are off or down, whatever terminology you want to use. Things are down quite a bit. You could move out of cash into the market and buy things that are on sale, or you could dollar cost average and move out of that cash maybe three, four times over the next year, depending on what the market's doing. And you might have further reductions that you're able to buy shirts further on sale than what they are right now. Uh, did I say shirts? Um, yeah, so there's a, those are a couple different approaches, but it all has to be looked at in the context of when do you need that money and can you afford to do that? So even a harder decision to make if one does not have a written financial plan. Yes. Yep. And then emotions get pulled into the mix and emotions and math are not a good combination, but they're often present (laughs) together. Yeah. So those are some things to consider, but yeah, the, the market and the importance of staying invested, um, the, you look at, we've talked about this a number of times over the past year, because we have had a lot of market volatility. Jeff, do you want to kind of share that, that visual and some of the impact of that and just putting all of this into perspective? Yes, absolutely. I mean, when, when looking at the volatility we're seeing today, it oftentimes seems seems simple to get out of the market. In hindsight, everybody knew the market was going to go down over the last week, right? In hindsight, however, if we look at a single day, even last week when this started taking place, when the war was initiated, I saw in one day where the market was down over two and a half percent in the morning. And by the end of the day, same day, market was up two and a half percent. It's over a five percent swing in one day. So it's important to be invested appropriately at the beginning so you can stay in and withstand uh, those ebbs and flows. If I just look, Jeff, we reflect back on COVID. When that started, I look at February and March 
of 2019, uh, U.S. stocks were down 33.8%. So February wow. of 2020 to but, March of 2020. So that's correct. Yep. I read COVID-19 in the year and confused the two of them. Correct. Yep. In 2020. But now over the next 12 months, we, we saw a dramatic increase in that and the market was up 77.8% 12 months after the sell-off. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Those yeah. are big numbers. Yeah. Those are really big numbers. Those are huge numbers. And people think they could have avoided maybe a, a short time frame of losses. If they could have got out of the market and just avoided four or 5% and got back in, that would have been great. However, if we look further into the details and we look at a $100,000 investment over a 20-year period, now that includes ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Over that time frame, if that $100,000 had stayed in the market, that investor that held steady would have grown their portfolio from $100,000 to over $616,000. Now, hindsight, if you look and you would have missed out on just the 10 best days over that 20-year period, that same portfolio that grew to over $600,000 would have only grown to $282,000. That's by missing the 10 best days in a 20-year period. Wow, so that's a 50, but roughly a 50% drop in the value by missing 10 days out of all of that. That's correct. Uh, 10 days over 20 years, markets open 250 days a year, whatever that math is. It's, it's pretty small. I was told there would be no math Mm -hmm. today. That's why you guys are here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's important to uh, be invested properly. Number one. And number two, to have your investments, uh, positioned so that you can stay the course and not be forced to make rash decisions over periods of volatility, like we're experiencing right now. Yeah, and this this is awkward. Tony didn't afford us both chairs, so Jeff and I are sharing a chair here. Um, <laughs> little bonding moment for us. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Two Jeffs, one chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Looking at that, you another example: the '08 crisis. You look through October of 2007 to March of 2009. The market was down almost 57 percent, and a year later up almost 69%. So these are, you know, big one-time events, not one time, but, you know, relatively short periods of time. Um, But if you look at what the market's typically done, it's rebounded quite significantly after that. You know, if this becomes a, um, um, you know, a a brawl and you have uh, all wrestlers in the ring and all heck breaks loose, that this is a more long elongated thing, um, that those numbers are going to look different and take some time to get back to where we were before. But the, the importance of saying, staying invested, we say it time and time again, and, uh, it's, it's tough to do when you see, see red in the markets, but you got to stick with that long term, assuming you have a plan. And that's something that we do for anyone that comes in and meets with us as we offer a complimentary second opinion on your retirement plan. We'll show you here are the facts of what you have today. What do you do about this? Uh, we have some clients right now that are in the process of transitioning their assets over to work with us. And they called us and said, Hey, you know, the, the market's down more since we talked to you last, you know, should we, what should we do differently? 
when we go through a plan and a transition like that, we're not taking things out of the market that are down and putting them on the sidelines and locking in those losses. We're going to kind of step off of the elevator, walk across, get into a different elevator and have a, hopefully a better ride up over time and have a more sensible plan. And once the market rebounds eventually, okay, lesson learned. Um, I wasn't comfortable with that risk that occurred. Let's reshuffle and make sure we have those buckets set up appropriately. But give us a call and come in for a complimentary second opinion on your plan. Uh, you can give us a call at 651-842-8406 or visit us online at Financial paladin.com. You can also send us an email info at financialpaladin.com, but we want to make sure you have a good sensible plan in place that enables you to, to write out all of these geo, geopolitical issues. One last time there oh. at the buzzer. <laughs> um, and yeah. And thank you, Jeff, for, for joining us here today. My pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Great show guys. A lot of great information. And uh, before we go, give your phone number and web address one more time, Jeff, for our listeners. So they can set up that meeting and make sure that they have their funds properly allocated to deal with this. Yes. Again, our number is 651-842-8406 and can visit us online at financialpaladin.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.